This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tayak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And yes, welcome back. This is The Glow Show you are listening to your favourite uh, Monday evening show, and of course I'm always joined by the lovely Gabby. How are you this week, Gabby? I am awesome, always happy to be here. Isn't the weather slowly struggling, starting to get a little bit better? Yeah, it's getting warmer most of the time. I know, everybody's getting out, hopefully not causing too much trouble out there, I hope. Well, that we'll be talking about that. We will Please be. don't cause trouble. No. Because no. we'll be having some people in the studio with us tonight. Oh, yeah. Who, if you're causing trouble, you don't r- wanna, might see people like them. You don't want to mess with these guys. They, no. They're, they're, they're the tough ones. They're the tough ones. <laughs> now, Gabby, uh, we've been, been receiving some lovely messages lately, uh, but we also have been receiving some messages in at the Joy studio uh, for information about GLOWS or some police matters. Uh, just something that I probably we both need to discuss with everybody is that uh, if you've got a message for the GLOW show about our show, uh, please feel free to contact Joy, um, joy.org.au, or we've also got our own email, theglowshow at joy.org.au, or 04728JOY949 is another uh, way you can contact and, you know, give us some positive feedback about our show. But more importantly, if you actually have a police matter, that is uh, really, we can't handle police matters. So if someone has a police issue or needs to contact a GLOW, Gabby, what is the, the correct manner and what should we be doing? Yeah, well, if it's an emergency, always call triple zero. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing people need to, to be aware of. But if you want to report something or get some advice from police or a GLOW, go onto the Victoria Police website and type in GLLO or any keyword like gay and you'll find a list of current GLOWs all around the state. And amazingly, there's over 300 now. Wow. We reached 300 a couple of weeks ago. That's absolutely fantastic. So pretty much every station has a GLOW no, representative. We'd or- like it to be like yep. that. We've got to make sure that the police who are be doing the GLOW portfolio role want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's, it's difficult to find people because they're so busy who want to take on that extra role. Some police stations, have three or four or five glows and some don't have any so I always say if you contact your local police station and they don't have a glow then get back in contact with us and we'll do some work out out there in that station to try to find someone who's interested in doing it tremendous stuff so yeah so if you've got a message for for us about the show please feel free to to contact us in at joy about the glow show we we always love um, positive feedback but if you actually have a police matter please contact the victoria police not joy we we can't deal with that and certainly we can't deal with it on air as well yeah, Which, we we want you to write in, but uh, but if any if you need to speak to us urgently or need to speak to anyone in particular, not through Joy or the Glow Show. No, no. Now tonight, who have we got in, Gabby? Ah, some of my favourite glows. Both of them are glows. Yep, and they work for the Operation Response Unit ORU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Sergeant Lisa McRae and Senior Constable Tom O'Dwyer. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're shy. I know. They're, they're cute. Other... They're the tough cops and they're shy. They're shy. And me, of all people, they're shy. <laughs> it's just your presence is so overwhelming and amazing. I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> now, look, I'd like to start off asking you both, um, what made you join? So we'll start with you, Lisa. Mm. What got you interested and involved in the police force and a brief run through your journey and your history? Oh, well, ever since I was a little person at primary school, mm -hmm. always wanted to be in the police force. So throughout school, I'm like, right, I want to be a police officer. So I joined at 21, um, did a lot of casual jobs, uh, deferred uni, went to TAFE, got as much life experience as I could in that three years. And boom, 11 years later, here I am. Wow. Yeah, worked in a variety of different roles. Um, so obviously you started for the academy. It was 30-something weeks at the academy. Uh, not back then. No, it was 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Uh, 20 yep. weeks. Um, lived in. It was like a boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> Learned a lot, made some amazing friends. And then, yeah, out into the big world, went to Warnable. Yep. Did some country policing. So how long were you in Warnable for? Uh, four and a half years. Okay. Um, from there, went to the Highway Patrol for a little bit Ooh. in Warnable as well. Did some tent we duties. love Highway Patrol. <laughs> oh, we have Becca Lilder in here quite a lot. Oh, lovely girl. Yeah. Fast cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's good. You get to, you know, a bit of diversity. You get to travel around as well. Yep. And then, yeah, did some liquor licensing, which was also a bit of fun, going to some, say, licensing venues, pubs, different places. And then, yeah, the Sex Industry Coordination Unit. Wow. Which is dealing, you know, the um, brothel space, uh, talking to people from different sides of the community there, which mm -hmm. was quite good. And yeah, ended up at the Operations Response Unit, which is the um, public order response team. Now, liquor licensing is something that we've never really talked about. So what's some of the activities that goes on in that role? Uh, it's varied. So mm -hmm. you can be, you know, trying to approve applications to different venues or just enforcing the liquor license. So if you've got a licensee, which, you know, is breaching their regulations, go in there and enforce it. And also a bit of education. So, um, you know, teaching them about the amenity of the area, if some antisocial behaviours happening to really um, educate them and enforce the law. So it's probably more of an education role? or It can be, and yep. an enforcement role. So, you know, you get some really probably interesting characters at some of these venues. Mm -hmm. So we come in and, yeah... I shouldn't say enforce the law, but we but, do. We, yeah. And, yeah. And so if you're made aware of some incidents happening at a particular location or a particular venue, you will work with that venue um, to try and make it more safe? Yeah, we work with the venue, uh, educate them. We've also got v the Victorian Commission for VCGLR. I'm trying to pronounce them. Victorian yeah. Commission for Gambling and Liquor Regulation. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, work alongside those guys, which is yeah, really awesome. Yeah, so. when we go out and do some of our glow shifts in Yarra, we go into the nightclubs and just get to know the, the venue owners, the managers, the security, and then talk to patrons. We often bring a liquor licensing person with us, not to particularly enforce the law, but for them to also to get to know the, the managers and owners of the venues. Mm. It's a pretty good shift. Maybe we'll be. bring you along with us, we'll bring some ORU members with us. Yes, yeah. it's been a while, but yeah. So after that, you said you went through the sex crimes unit, was that? Yeah, sex industry True. coordination unit. Okay, and then you have now ended up in the ORU, the yeah. operational. So how long have you been there for now? I've been there now three years. Mm -hmm. And what got you involved in that? Oh, I had a few friends that had joined. It looked like a lot of fun. You know, yeah, I get to travel around. Yep. Um, got some really awesome operational equipment. And yeah, just love getting out there and speaking to the people and... I just love it. There's so many things we do. So it's a really diverse role. No, that's fantastic. Now, Tom, your journey into the police force, where did that begin? Well, uh, similar to Lisa, um, 
I went to the Royal Melbourne show as a four-year-old and I was put <laughs> on top of a police motorcycle. And from on top of that motorcycle, I'd pretty much mapped out my life from you, that point onwards. You were sold. I was sold. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't know where exactly it was going to end up, but I knew I was going to be a policeman and that never changed. Um, I finished high school, spent three years out of high school, um, did a bit of work at a petrol station, went to uni, um, volunteered for the CFA as well to get some experience. What did you study in university? Uh, I did arts. Okay. I dropped out of arts. <laughs> um, and more was the pity because I'm back at uni now trying to get a degree. Oh. But um, joined the police force at 20. Yes. Um, worked out east for a little while and have spent the majority of my career at the operations response unit. Okay. So no other departments other than your station posting post-training? No, not really. I was, sort of, I was at Knox for a few weeks and at Burundara as well. Um, yeah. was operations response unit from about 2012. I mm-hmm. uh, did two and a half years in uniform. Then I worked in the planning unit. So we did a lot of the rostering, but we did planning for a larger scale sort of events and things that were happening. And I've just taken a job in the intelligence unit for the OAU as well. Uh, and we're doing intel for OAU as well as Task Force Razan, which is the liquor licensing task force that Lisa worked for, as well as the sex industry coordination unit. Tremendous. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about the ORU? We'll start with you, Lisa. Oh, so much to it, really. Um, so the OIU uh, came about in 2010 after the Royal Commission after the bushfires. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a unit of approximately 350 members. Uh, we do statewide response for, say, high crime, high volume crime and also um, large demonstrations, uh, things that we get requested for. So if there's, you know, other bushfires, um, oh, there's just so much public order events. So is that, Lisa, because... When the bushfires happened, I remember working in the city and um, there, there was need for so many police to go out there and mm. assist. And it was just really hard to get those members and those numbers that we needed. So we were pulling police out of all different stations and moving them to one area. So the ORU is is basically, uh, I guess, a pot full of police that you can use for anything that comes up. You're, you're a resource that we didn't have before. Yeah, so therefore, yeah, operations, essentially a response unit mm. uh, came about. And there from there, we've also got public order response team. So you've got like the really big demonstrations that can really occur anywhere, which we respond to within our criteria. So um, if you see recently, we've had a few of the protests in town, which you respond to. Uh, we've got the body armour um, and the extra resources, which equipment, which Tom can explain shortly. Uh, yeah, so um, we operate 24-7, so a 24-hour capability, and yeah, can respond at any time. And anywhere in the state as well. Anywhere in the state, yeah, if we uh, get the call out and gets approved, we can be there. Tremendous. Now, Tom, uh, as uh, Lisa was saying, you, you can get called anywhere in the state you, uh, to say a protest, which is probably elevating, getting a little bit ugly. Um, you are there for support, or you're there to replace the local police to control the situation and you obviously have specialised equipment and, and better training. Are you able to walk us through some of the things generically? Yep. so uh, when we initially started we sort of had some fairly basic public order protection stuff. Um, a lot of it, what we use is what uh, the UK police had. It was sort of basic armour, a shield, um, a baton and and that was sort of the extent of it. Um, but as we've had recently some fairly violent disorder events uh, we've had some extra funding. Uh, we've had additional tools and equipment given to us, uh, uh, less than lethal weapons uh, that can, I guess, more safely and quickly disperse a crowd of people who are acting in a high level of violence or anger. Um, on top of that, 
uh, we've increased our capability for, and this is particularly for my role in intelligence, uh, evidence gathering. So we've got brand new cameras that we use. We live stream footage of events that are happening in the field to a central control center. And it's really, really good quality footage. So if people are committing serious offences while they're attending protests, uh, there's more than likely to be footage of that. And police may, well, they may not arrest you at that particular time. It's, it's maybe something that'll come up in a few weeks later. We will find you. <laughs> you will be found. Do you find things are getting busier nowadays? Uh, yeah, there's there's always seasons for it. Um, yep. As we go into the warmer weather, there tends to be a, a people are more willing to go outside. Um, but it's it, the, the the nature's changed. Where protests used, used to be about one issue, mm-hmm. they had one group of people turning up and uh, protesting about one particular thing. That was, I guess, a bit more manageable. But now you've got two completely separate groups of people who really, really, really dislike each other that want to just get together and really hash it out as violently as they can. It's it's a new challenge for us. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because I've noticed that, uh, you know, in the past generations, you know, we may have a, a union protest or we may have a, a political protest. Now we are seeing in our communities divisions of political stature and people are now starting to clash. So that that'll probably be quite a, a scary or challenging time for you people. Would would I be wrong? Yeah, it's it's definitely different. And mm. the Victoria Police respects the right of people to protest and to have uh, you know free speech and to be able to express their political views. But when people want to turn up to an event with the sole purpose of engaging in violence, mm-hmm. that's when our team will come in and we will disband those people and if they commit offences we'll charge them with those offences. No, that's fascinating stuff and look, we're going to go to a few messages and we're going to have you uh, back to talk more about the IOU and some of the challenges that you face and uh, how you look after our public and we'll also talk about the the glow side of things and some of the things you give to us as a community. Uh, You're on The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. Good evening. You're on The Glow Show with Gabby and Will, and we have been talking to Sergeant Lisa McRae. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> and Tom O'Dwyer. Oh, thank I just you. wanted to hear your voice. Oh, aren't you sweet? <laughs> These are the tough guys. I know. The operational response unit. Well, yeah. Well, we've been talking about you're a little bit different. You look a little bit different than the general police officer out on the street. You've got different equipment. You look a little bit, perhaps a little bit more intimidating to some people. And we often talked on, on The Glow Show about feeling safe around police and and feeling comfortable going up and speaking to police. Now, if they see people from the operations response unit out on the street doing their job, should they be going up and having a chat with you or because of your role, would it be more um, interesting or would it be better for someone to maybe not go and have a chat with you? Depends on the scenario. Um, Mm. So you probably see the OAU and the port teams, public order response teams out in the city, uh, just driving around doing a lot of general patrols. Um, more than happy for you to come up and say hello, take photos, things like that. Um, we love a good selfie. Um, <laughs> yes. But We're guilty of that too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you see police members at a protest standing on the line, especially if people are pushing against them or it's sort of getting a bit argy-bargy, it's probably best not to go up to them unless, unless you want to report something or unless you've been assaulted or unless you need police help, then always go up to a police officer. But, um, you know, police members are often there doing their job and, you know, it, it's not that we're trying to be rude, but if a port member doesn't uh, or it's not appropriate to talk, they probably won't talk to you at all. Uh, they won't even really acknowledge you. Um, 
Because okay. your focus is to keep the public safe. It's uh, not, um, you know, you, you're there in tougher times and tougher circumstances where things are a little bit more serious. So, yeah, when you're busy at a protest, a selfie is probably not the wisest thing in the world at the time. No. No. No, we take those later. <laughs> so are you out there wearing the high-vis vest as well? No, unless we're on general patrols okay. doing the high-crime locations. Uh, no, we're in the full uh, port armour. But if we're doing the general patrols, feel free. Come say good day. We'll have a chat. If you're under any questions, I'm always happy to try and answer them and steer you in the right direction. So that's the key, I suppose. If if you see police not out there in their high-vis vests, then they're likely to be police that are dealing with an issue and possibly not be being able to have a conversation with you. Yeah, and you can usually use a common sense if it's been a full-blown situation mm. or if where they're doing general police duties and we can give you a hand and say good day because we're still there to help. You can oh, usually, always there to help. You can usually answer the question here as well. Uh, yes, it's very hot in this gear and yes, it's very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. One of the things I love about doing the, the Glow Show is that I... I do something which is completely opposite in radio is I, I generally don't prepare. I, I like to come into the episode. I know nothing about your department and I, I like to learn as I go. It's absolutely fantastic to learn that, you know, you have various aspects within the ORU. You have the intelligence side of things. You're obviously on the street dealing with the frontline issues. You you go out to disaster areas and, and, and provide support. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, that's yep. very true. Yep. Very true. Yeah. Fires, floods, everything. Also, which is magic to know that you are both GLOWs and within the ORU. So can you explain to me what uh, the GLOWs do and some of the success stories you've had or some of the fun you've had and how you support ORU and our community from an ORU point of view? Oh, so some of the things that I do, and we do this in our, um, say, port attire. We won't probably wear the full, sometimes called the turtle suit, but... (laughs) The full kit um, with the vest, with the long sleeves, long pants. And we'll do things like the Midsummer Carnival. So they've got the Glow store there, Victoria Police store. Uh, we'll go there and we'll speak to the public, we'll do foot patrols, walk around. Uh, we've got f- the Pride matches, such as the ice hockey, which mm-hmm. uh, Gabby and I recently did. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Tom, I think. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, it yeah Tom, Tom was there. there. The person in the corner always gets forgotten in this studio. I think Sorry, he fell Tom. over, Tom. Did you? Is that you sliding down the um, no. ice hockey around? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, so, do you know some people that have fallen over uh, ice hockey rinks, do you? Oh, maybe. I think even our good friend Ro Allen, she might have had a bit of a slippery experience. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she gained her feeding and she was all right. Yeah, I remember all of us walking around. I've got a video of us all on the ice out to get a team photo with the team, um, Melbourne Mustangs. Yes. and um, background. Ever, everyone's walking normally, mm-hmm. just walking like they would on the street. And I'm sliding across. So I don't have the skills of, on, on the ice. You'd make an excellent copper in Norway by the sound of it. <laughs> exactly. Training for the Winter Olympics. Must <laughs> be. It, it goes beyond that too because if I recall two years ago, there was a bit of a uh, <laughs> halftime entertainment where oh dear. a certain guy was uh, asked to, uh, from the middle of the ice rink, hit a goal, but uh, oh it didn't God. go particularly no. well, did it? It's, it's a skill. <laughs> uh, and I don't have that skill, no. <laughs> unfortunately. How long have you been a glow for in uh, ORU, Tom? I've uh, been about three years now. Mm-hmm. And what's some of the roles that you've done specifically as a GLOW within your unit? Um, a lot like Lisa, I've been to sort of the big events like Midsummer. I love Midsummer. It's good fun. It's a great day, even if I do get crispy sunburnt. Um, <laughs> ice hockey was very fun. It was the opposite of that. Um, uh, we've, yeah, we've been to conferences and things like that, which is you know, absolutely fantastic that Vic, Pol- Vic Police is supporting us to do that. We went to New South Wales last year to um, meet with other GLOWs from around the country. Uh, to sort of work on our skills and how we can better engage with the community. Um, I've even been to Amsterdam 
um, on, on behalf awesome. of Victoria Police, and it was a very, very fun trip. Um, and we and learnt a lot. We learnt a lot. Like, there's so many different, and there's so many different police forces around the world with so many different perspectives. Um, I think we're very lucky in Big Pole how we get supported, but uh, there's also a lot we could take away from it as well. And that's, oh. and that's sorry, Lisa, that's where the, the rainbow patch comes from. One of the uh, American police um, over there was wearing one, and uh, I borrowed the idea and brought it back here. So, hopefully. And I say this, I've been saying this for years, but hopefully this midsummer, our Pride March, we'll all be wearing that patch. Stay tuned. They're our Pride March. We love it. Yeah. But how did you you decide you wanted to be a glow? I like asking members this. What happened? (laughs) Can you you remember? We didn't have many glows and we need to represent. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so at our ORU was when you both decided to become a GLOW? Yep. Yeah, we kind of got together and realised we just had a couple of members leave that did have the GLOW portfolio and we're like, we need to take this on board and take it places because, yeah, obviously a unit 350 people. We need to get the GLOW program back off and kicking, which we did and we've recruited another probably six members. Yeah, six in total. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I know for me it sort of was hand in hand with... Um, me being a bit more out and proud at work as well. Um, I just sort of felt like my workplace was supporting me as I'd come out and I, I felt like I needed to give back to the community a bit as well. Hmm. Now, Tom, you're involved in the sex industry uh, coordination unit, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm doing intelligence work, or so I do intel work for them. So you're about uh, to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so sex industry coordination unit uh, does... Uh, a bit of work with uh, a lot of uh, illegal brothels and mm-hmm. people who are operating in the sex industry illegally. So there still is a number of illegal brothels out there? There's quite a few. So um, it's sort of what you'd think the classic sort of uh, massage parlour and in inverted commas or, uh, you know, Dulux massage, a lot of those sort of places um, where they're offering services beyond the massage, massage place should mm-hmm. offer. Um, so SICU as a unit, they... Whilst they do a bit of enforcement on that front, a lot of their work is turned into looking after the welfare of people who are working in those places. So they are going in, they're trying to talk to a lot of the girls that are working there, developing relationships with them there. They're not looking to... Arrest uh, or charge not, them. No. no. And even people who are working in these places that aren't even in Australia legally, um, they're not looking to... Uh, you know, have them kicked out of the country or anything like that. They're really looking to build rapport, uh, get the trust of these people, and if they can, help them out of those situations where they may be traffic people. Um, they've come over because they're in debt bondage or they've had their passports taken off them by the people running these places. Um, so that's a lot of their work. No, that's that's fascinating. Uh, and that, that it's fantastic work. I really applaud you, you know, taking sort of that sort of stuff on. Um, even in today's age, uh, you know, we, we know that prostitution is a, is a legal uh, business in this state. I certainly think it's in the whole of Australia as well, no doubt. Yet we still have problems within this. It's quite amazing that this still happens. Yeah, and uh, sorry, um, and a lot of, I guess, the issues with these unlicensed, unregulated and illegal operations are um, there's sexually transmitted infections going mm. around, a lot of that. Um, the welfare of the girls, especially, they're being assaulted by people going to those places, both sexually and physically, um, because they, you know, people who go there feel a bit more entitled because they know it's not legal, they know there's no regulation. Um, so it's trying to protect those people from a lot of these harms that are coming out of the illegal industry. And making them feel safe enough to report to police. 
Exactly. Because they're not reporting because they're illegally doing these these things and think that if they're going to make make a report, then they'll either be deported or charged with various offences. And a lot of the work we'll do is, is ref- so we'll refer people on to Project Respect or the Salvos or you know, people that can actually help them out of those situations. And if, if anyone listening has or has any information they do want to pass on, they can make an anonymous uh, report to Crime Stoppers. That'll come through to us. We'll, um, I mean, there's a lot of data that comes through to us, and we'll try our best to put the pieces together, and even little bits of, little bits of information always help. Um, and even if we can get one or two people out of these situations, it's a massive win for us. And Crime Stoppers is one 800 It's also something I'd like to add, too, in generally with the community, is that if you engage in illegal brothels, uh, you are supporting that uh, black industry mm. and the best way to do that is if you have the desire or the need for a brothel is go to a legal one. Don't entertain a or support an illegal one because you're usually supporting nasty stuff. Exactly. And it goes beyond that. There's no secret that the money is um, coming from other irreputable uh, groups, be it a motorcycle gang or outlaw motorcycle gangs or other people that are using it to launder their money. So it's just another, you know, another part of a much larger crime sort of organisation, usually. Excellent. What I usually like to finish up with on the, the Glow Show, uh, I usually, I'm going to ask you both, is what, what do you see the future uh, with, obviously, your department and some of the challenges that you face, some of the issues that may be on the horizon, um, some of the concerns you have? What do you, what do you feel that we have as problems in the future? Tough um, question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I suppose from the perspective of the OAU, um, we probably prefer an environment where people aren't so divided against one another that aren't feeling the need to come out and to feel the need that they need to violently express themselves. Um, you know, I we're not as, as a police force, we're not going to solve that. It's, it's, a, it's a massive issue that's happening all around the world. But uh, it's if people become more divided, it's going to be a much tougher environment for us out there. So if you'd like to protest your cause or your belief, uh, allow... You, yourself to do that and allow the, you know, we, 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 for example, talking about a political, we, well, I'm seeing problems in this country now. We have a great left and great right. Yeah. Um, if the left want to protest, allow them the opportunity to do so. We live in a free country and they will allow you your opportunity to protest as well. Exactly. There's nothing yeah. wrong with spirited debate, but... Correct. But don't go there looking for a fight. I think that's not helping anybody's cause and it makes my country, our country, and the world an ugly place. So... Um, you know, I think that's probably when I would think of future and some of the issues that you as a unit face, that would be one grand thing is um, the division politically that we, we face. Yep. I, I don't think um, we have too many moral things that we were, we need to face anymore nowadays. I think we're starting slowly starting to get over those, thankfully. Let's hope so. And Lisa, any last, oh. last words? Yeah. Stay positive, people. Don't get too cranky and violent out there and... You know, as it gets warmer, we want to enjoy ourselves um, as in friends and family. So, yeah. Be happy. Positive, Be happy. Positive vibes all around. Guys, like you do fantastic and challenging work. And um, thanks uh, very thanks a lot for sort of loving and supporting the community. And we love and support you back. Thank you. Uh, you have, um, you know, huge responsibility. Uh, you do great work. We love it. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight on The Glow Show. And yes, Gabby, we're going to have to uh, sign off. Yeah, I'll see you next week. See you next week. And uh, remember to download the podcast of The Glow Show and uh, to listen to all your favourite shows on Joy 94.9.
That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.